0: Welcome to the Rare Find Voices Podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find, the creator of the Disaster to Dream Dating Solution and the Rare Find Three Steps to Brilliance. But even more importantly, I'm a mom of four teenagers, a wife, a certified professional coach, and a public speaker. And I'm an expert at helping women use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. I love challenging people to think differently see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week I'll share my voice or bring forward another fine voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married, getting divorced, going through a career change and having kids. I've been through so many of the same things in my life journey, and I understand the pain as well as the steps that it takes to get through the messy stuff to the ultimate freedom and joy that you desire. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way to be happy and free to live the life that you want. You know that you can, but you just don't know how. And it's hard and it's real, but it's your time to shine. You don't need to hide. All of those beautiful bits and pieces are who you are, the imperfections and all without the shame, the guilt or the fear. If you're open and ready to transform and you want to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening. Today is the day you choose to make this commitment to yourself because you are a rare find. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Rare Find Voices podcast. I'm so happy you're listening today and I'm actually going to apologize in advance because I made the mistake of eating some really spicy meatballs before recording this podcast. So, I'm going to give you a quick tip. Don't eat anything spicy when you plan to talk for the next 15-20 minutes because I am dying for a huge glass of water. But I was all set to record, so I'm jumping in. So anyway, let's go ahead and get started. Today's episode isn't going to teach you anything specific. So I'm just putting it out there now. There's no five step process or three ways to do something. I wanted to share an idea that came to mind and you know, this is my creative outlet. Um, But this came actually from a really interesting conversation that I had not too long ago with a client, and it was so good that I wanted to share it here. So you may not agree with what I'm going to talk about, but my dad always said we can agree to disagree. So ultimately, that's what sharing our voices is all about. You know, I I don't want a, a tribe of head nodding, head nodding followers Uh, A group of people that are conversing and sharing ideas and insights, that is what I'm hoping to create here, you know, inspire some new thinking and some different perspectives. So, you know, that's the good stuff there. So today's topic is comparing reason versus purpose. So from a, a definition's purpose, right? The definition of reason is it's a cause or an explanation or justification for an action or an event. And you think about it, it's 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 the power of our brains to understand and, and make judgments, right? Using a process of usually of logic. And when I look at my understanding, my definition of reason is that it's fueled by this underlying should. It's fueled by someone other than you um, and in, an influence that is giving a cause or a reasoning rate, right, right? Putting that into a whole nother <laughs> uh, form of the word. But it's, it's fueled by this should or expectation by someone other than yourself, Right. So that's kind of how I look at it. Now, when I think about the word purpose, the definition of purpose is one's intention or objective, right? And it's interesting because when I was kind of going through some thoughts on this, it came up as someone's sense of resolve or determination for something. And in fact, one of the definitions that I found for this is that the definition of purpose actually uses the word reason, that purpose is the reason for which something is being done or created or why something even exists. So when I looked at it this way, I felt like, wow, purpose has this umbrella that incorporates the idea of reason, but it's more likely fueled by a sense of want, So the reason I bring this up, (laughs) the reason I just used it in my sentence, is I have found, especially in working with clients, that as we're starting to go through a process of understanding around motivation and what motivates someone to do something, understand the difference between those two things. What is the reason for it or what is the purpose for it? really helps kind of set the stage. So, for example, if you're at a place where something is feeling like it's stuck, it's there's something in the way of your motivation to get something accomplished. I want to give you this idea around understanding and reflecting on what is the reason that perhaps you are doing or even not doing something and is it fueled by this underlying should or somebody else influencing that putting a um an, uh, pressure right or a justification around why you should be doing something the reason for it and are you able to find a purpose for it are you able to understand what your purpose can be to accomplish that or is it really just you're feeling like it's 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 um you know, somebody else is forcing it, right? So when you think about motivation, this is kind of where I'm going with this whole thing is that motivation can definitely be inspired by purpose, but many times it can be inhibited by reason, okay? So I want you to think about that for a second. And I read this somewhere, I read this line somewhere and I wrote it down because I really, really loved it, is when you start to get clear on, on this, you get to start to get clear on the why, if there's a purpose for it, or if there's just a reason, then you can really see when something is or is not in alignment and understand why you do or don't do something. And here's the sentence, motivation gets lost in the sea of uncertainty. Okay? So if you are able to say, gosh, this really feels like I'm, I'm in this place of it's some, it's a, there's a reason why I'm doing this and it doesn't feel right, then you can be clear on that and say, gosh, I believe that this is not an alignment and I'm not doing this because of that. I'm not doing this and I'm not feeling motivated around this because it doesn't feel like there's a purpose to it. Okay, So when you think about it, you know, once you understand it, it starts to change how it feels for you. It starts to change, you know, your accountability. Like, have you ever been in the situation where, you know, you're constantly being told to do something? You know, I experienced that a lot with my kids or even with my husband, you know, where there's a sense of, gosh, I really need somebody to do this, but they're not motivated. Well, they're not motivated because they don't really feel like there's a sense of alignment or purpose for them to do something. So the intentionality kind of goes away. You know, they're only really determined to do it. And there's really no reason for them to do it except for me nagging them, right? Um, Force, this is always something I always joke about with my kids is that, you know, force creates resistance. And I'm very well aware of that. So when I'm coming at them and saying, do this, do that. And it's in this place of force, which believe me, I completely understand as a parent that there's just stuff you're going to tell your kids that they need to do. And it's part of being a kid, right? But when you come across this major sense of resistance, a lot of times it's, you know, that because there's so much force against it. So, you know, thinking about why are you not doing something, why you're not motivated, why you're procrastinating, that's a whole nother topic, um, really comes down to What is it that you're going to gain from this? And then tying the habits into an intentional action. So I want to, I want to kind of shift into something else because, um, I've had a lot of experience in helping people get to a place of understanding around where they want to go and why, of course, and understanding the why behind it. But when they get to a crossroads, trying to, make a a good decision on kind of like which way to go next. Okay. So I'm shifting this conversation a little bit into understanding different ways of thinking, because I do think that this kind of ties in very well to when you're getting clarity on purpose and reasoning and, you know, motivation that then, when you're at a decision making point that you kind of know where to go with that. Okay. So there's, there's three different ways of thinking when it comes to making a decision. Okay, we don't just make a decision to do something or not do something, especially when it's a really big decision. We don't we don't just pick one way of making a decision, right? And a lot of times you'll hear people say like, "Oh, that was a hasty decision. They didn't really think it through." And so for a period of time, I was actually I worked as a bridal consultant, right? And you can imagine how difficult it was for people to make a decision when it comes to a huge day, right? The biggest day so far for them that they're planning in their life, so special. And here they are trying to make a decision on spending a huge amount of money on one thing, right? On their dress and having a lot of outside influences, right? Not just their, um, you know, their own personal choice, which some people really could rely on. But a lot of times, you know, there's so many outside influences. And so it's really scary. I mean, I would have brides come in all the time talking about, gosh, you know, this is a lot of money. They're scared about making the wrong decision. And what if they mess up? And then all of a sudden they've got this dress that they don't love on their biggest day of their life. So I would, you know, help them. And, you know, they're very vulnerable in this space. And here I am, you know, with them in the dressing room as they're, you know, sharing all of this, you know, getting undressed, putting on these huge crazy dresses, um, and really trying to figure out how in the world are they going to make a decision? So I would have break it down for them. And there was three different things to think about. There's the logical side, right? Does this fit within your budget? Does it check the boxes of, you know, I want a white dress or I don't want a white dress, or I like lace and I don't like lace. Um, is it within the budget or is it outside the budget you know the very specific things on the checklist that they could easily go through and logically say okay yeah that would that fits all of those things then the second part of it is the emotional side and i would ask them how does it feel how does it make you feel you know and sometimes they'd say eh, you know it's it's okay but i don't feel that like spark. You know, like I I think everybody says, you're going to know when it's the dress for you. And they would say, I don't feel that. Or, or in fact, they would say, I feel beautiful. You know, I've never seen myself like this. I, I feel like a bride, you know, so it would, it would open up this emotional connection for them. And again, either you know, hit all the right notes and say, you know, from an emotional perspective, it makes me feel like a bride. It makes me feel beautiful. And so it was really, you know, moving forward on that, on that one path of the, of their thought process. You know, it's definitely hitting the logical part. It's hitting the emotional part. And then the third piece I would say is, okay, well, what does your gut tell you? This is where you tap into the intuition. So what is your gut telling you? And it was always so interesting because it's definitely the hardest part. And I would say from my personal experience, now there are a lot of very intuitively connected people that I have met. And I'm always so impressed. People that are so tied into their intuition and can really trust their gut. Like that takes a lot of work. And so being able to stop and say, okay, well, my gut is telling me that This is, this is my dress or my gut is telling me that I, I really do love it, but that it's just not what I'm looking for. And so, you know, I share that because I do believe that it's one of those things, again, in in kind of creating a different habit when you're able to use that as a tool, in fact, use, you know, the logical, the emotional intuitive steps in thinking it's actually called holographic thinking those are the that's the name for that but that sounds kind of complex and and different Um, but when you're able to use that as a method of understanding and decision making it really ties in so beautifully to understanding how you can then move things forward and continue on your path to intentional action so you know, one of the things that for me, when it's go back to this idea of thinking about purpose and reasoning, is that there's a really good way for us sometimes to stop and better understanding get that clarity when it comes to reason and purpose. And when I did this, so I experienced this myself in 2017 when I lost my job. And, you know, 20 years ago, I would probably not have done anything like this. I, I, you know, from a, from a self-awareness understanding, like I would not have probably taken the time and been as patient and gone through a process of understanding reason versus purpose. I, I, I don't think that I was even at that place you know, at that point in my life, I, I wasn't as self-aware as I am now. I was fueled more by expectations and beliefs and even, you know, opportunities that were much smaller. Like my, my perspective or my lens of what was possible was so much smaller at that time. So when in, you know, 2017, when I lost my job, I knew at that time that I wanted to be driven by purpose, and so I stopped. I literally just stopped, and I didn't freak out—not too much. You know, you go through a process of like, "Oh my gosh, what just happened? Um, And now what?" But it was interesting because that that question mark that was now facing me, you know, in the middle of the road, it didn't freak me out. And I didn't put myself into this place of force, right, <laughs> to create any kind of resistance. I didn't put myself into this place of force to make a decision and, you know, jump into getting another job. I, I listened to what my gut was telling me. And you know, again, I kind of went through the boxes like, okay, well, logically, do I really need to get a job? Yes. Okay. I need, I, I need to do that. And I'm saying need, but you know, I knew that there was a purpose for my, you know, getting a job from a financial perspective, but I knew what I didn't want. And so what I did was very purposefully, you know, I removed the judgment and the pressure and even a lot of that self-doubt. And I cleared a path for myself of understanding. I like, I opened up this pathway to say, let's try and understand where you are and the purpose, not the reasons why you should do this, but what is the purpose of this opportunity and this new experience for you? And I gave myself permission to follow this path based on the purpose, which was for me to help others. And I honestly, I, I, I couldn't define it even more than that. It was this very big kind of daunting umbrella of purpose, but I just knew that I wanted to help others. And it had always been there. It was just hidden in all of the other stuff. It was hidden in rationalizations and justifications for doing other things. And it, I kept coming back to that understanding about myself. And it was like this, this like small voice that was always there. And it was finally being heard because I stopped. I allowed myself to hear it. Um, so I want you to think about something that maybe right now feels hard or it's foggy and you're just not clear. And I want you to think about if there's, you know, something that, Again, maybe that you're not doing or you're not feeling motivated about. Is there a reason? A reason that you're that you're doing it or not doing it? And then I want you to think about what's the purpose. And be honest. You know, tell yourself the truth. Even if it's scary, even if it's something that maybe you're like I don't know if I want to say this out loud or I don't know if I want to tell my partner or my spouse I, I you know to say it out loud that can be really hard but i want you to really just take that moment to say what's the reason and truly the what is the purpose and where are they different and then i want you to figure out if you want it so badly are you willing to refuse the stop and what that means is refuse the fact that you're not doing it refuse the fact that you're stopped and figure out what it is that's going to keep you moving forward that's what motivation is motivation is refusing the stop here in the path it's refusing the barrier it's refusing you know the the block okay and by no means is this easy like let me tell you The road to living with purpose and intention is tricky, but it's exactly where your growth takes place. And I can tell you from my own personal experience and also seeing this really help from a client perspective, but my own experience has shown me that living with the purpose versus doing something for the reason has gotten me to this place where I am now. And I can look back now and give myself, you know, a big pat on the back for listening to my gut and then using it to motivate my actions towards my dream work because I truly am living my purpose. So I so appreciate you tuning in today. I would really, really love to hear what you think about this whole idea because, again, I know that this was more of just like a bantering and like, Putting out some ideas and throwing some stuff out there for you to consider, Um, but would love to hear what you think about this as well. Did this resonate? Do you think I'm absolutely off my rocker? Um, And both of those things totally okay for you to share with me. But I really do appreciate you thinking, uh, you know, tuning in and and choosing to listen, and you know, hopefully sharing this and subscribing and all that fun stuff. So. If you want to reach me, please reach out directly. My email has actually changed. So if you've been following along my email, I have two different ones now, but I have a new one, which is hello at Robin Koenig, that's R-O-B-Y-N-K-O-E-N-I-G, RobinKonig.com. So hello at com, And I have a new website that goes along with that, which is very simply com. So super excited about that. My Instagram is at rarefind love. And again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, subscribe, share, leave me a review and have an absolutely awesome day with love and laughter. Thank you so much.